This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's the toll-free number. It's sponsored by Geico. I didn't tell you last number, so last hour, so I'll tell you again. You get the Geico, get the Geico.com, 15 minutes, you're saving 15% or more on car insurance. I said it before and I said it again. You need renter's insurance? If you have so many hot takes that you've burned down your apartment, you can keep all your stuff or get it replaced with renter's insurance from Geico. Motorcycle insurance, they got it. Boat insurance, they got it. Basically anything you need insured. Geico will take care of you. They're fabulous people. It's a fabulous business. It's an unpaid testimonial. I made the joke once already. I'll say it again. My insurance agent, I wish I had Geico. My insurance agent is my wife's ex-boyfriend from high school. And I told her this joke many times every time I see the premiums go up on all this other stuff. And, well, you know, it's going to cost you a little bit more to cover that and that and that and all this other stuff. I go, wow, couldn't knock boots with you back in high school, so he figured he's going to put the boots to us both now, huh? So don't be like me. Don't let your wife's old high school fling be your insurance agent. Get the Geico and Geico.com. How's that for a live one there, Tom? That Pretty one work out? spectacular, I got to say. Good. Hopefully the fine folks at Geico will be very nice. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. That's a true story, by the way. I, I've said that to her many times. Oh, really? It costs that much more now this year. <laughs> That's interesting. It's a fair That's, thought. It's an awkward situation. Yeah. Couldn't put the boots to her back in the day. Going to put the boots to her now. But in fact, it's just to me. Well done. Well done. All right, back to Colin Kaepernick. Wanted to do, I mean, we, 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 we had a chance to have some fun today. It sounded like bull there, didn't I, for a second there, Tom? Darius Miles is going to join us coming up in about 20 minutes. 855-2124-CBS. This is where I stand with Colin Kaepernick. Try to make this quick, and then I'll let you in. <clears throat> He's no longer a professional football player. He's a political activist. The settlement's a win for Kaepernick. And don't say justify, because then we're talking about the cause itself. It solidifies his take. It solidifies his cause. With this, and, and, re- and before, remember, there was the article that was posted from the AP, the Associated Press, and... I know there's some people there going, Ken, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. Okay, but we had to talk about it because it, this is a legitimate news source posting a story from a rumor that was heard, sourced rumors. I, I We have to comment on it, whether or not it was $20 million. My thought is he can't play football for anybody, whether it be for $20 million or $20 or $0.20, cents, it doesn't matter. He couldn't have played before this story was settled, before this settlement was made. He couldn't have played for anybody else, not the AAF, not the XFL, not the CFL, not the USFL, not anything. Not Arena League, nothing. 
any football he played could have been used against him in a court of law. Because if he would have played poorly, it immediately justifies the NFL standing. This is what it boils down to to me. He had a case. 16 touchdowns and four picks. If he doesn't sit, if he doesn't take a knee or he doesn't sit, he's playing in the NFL. He's starting more games for somebody in the NFL. I don't know how successful he is. Can't say that. He's playing more games. Now that this decision has been made, though, I want to boil it down even further. Does he play football again in the NFL? I don't think so. There are plenty of places where I think he could. He's three years removed. And according to Mike Freeman, and boy, we are messing with some numbers over the last couple of days, so I say this with a bit of a bullet. Be careful. Mike Freeman says that it's somewhere between 60 to $80 million for Colin Kaepernick. That make, By the way, that makes that $20 million figure believable. Because if you're going to offer 20, if you're going to say you're only going to take $20 million, that means you got something big you're cooking on, and the only way you're going to risk it is for $20 million. That legitimizes that number, even though both sides are saying that's not true. But if he's getting paid 60 to 80 million bucks in a, in a collusion settlement with the NFL, there's plenty of places. It was brought to my attention. Baltimore had his old offensive coordinator now as their coordinator, and he could be a backup behind Lamar Jackson. All that's true. And it makes football sense, but he's three years removed, and they're giving him 60 to $80 million. They've sat there and made excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse of why they sign guys like Austin Davis and they don't sign him. Why they sign guys like Blaine Gabbert and they don't sign him. Why they sign Chase Daniels of the world and they don't sign him. They've given you every, the Tyler Thigpen's out there. They've given you every single excuse and they didn't sign him. Now they're going to sign him after they've settled with him for 60 to $80 million three years later when he hasn't played football. My thought is, if you want, and I don't know how much proof they really had of collusion, but if you want proof of collusion, you better start looking now instead of three years ago. They pay him $80 million or 60 to $80 million. This is alleged or this is what's reported here by Mike Freeman. They pay him 60 to $80 million in that neighborhood. Now all of a sudden you're going to make offers? It's a little bit bass backwards, don't you think? 855-212-4CBS. Dwight in Davie, Florida. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Dwight, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Hey, man, I just wanted to thank you for having me. It seems like you're a Cleveland Brown fan, and I think I think you are. Yeah, oh, yeah. The biggest, the biggest story is your GM, Dorsey, just signed Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Now, I mean, you talk about second chances. Okay, Michael Vick was locked up for probably, what, three, four years, came back, Chip Kelly took a chance. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think Kaepernick's going to get a second chance? I think, three. honestly, he will play football again. He Dwight, will, you see the I, I don't know, Dwight. Dwight, I don't know how long you've listened. We we talked. I talked about the Kareem Hunt thing. I made I made the comparison right then and there. We will right. overlook as a society. We love second chances, yeah. and I don't think so, anybody so, deserves one. We but we love a second chance. Go to the, I don't think he's going to go to the Cowboys because Jerry Jones is number one in second chances. But I I do think. Okay, the settlement is for sixty to eighty million. He's been out of football for about a year or two. There you go. That's his contract length right there. Four years, eighty million. I mean, well, you know, you got you, You're still gonna have to pay him a salary. You have to pay him a salary, Dwight. Right. He can't. Know, he's not gonna but, play for free. But, no, he's not gonna play for free. But I think if you if he was a free agent right now, which hypothetically he is, would mm-hmm. it be Nick Foles or Kaepernick? 
I mean, there you have it right there. Oh, I think that they would say they they would definitely Nick Foles has played in the last in the last year. The problem is here yeah. is that Nick Foles Nick Foles Dwight Nick Foles is going to go start somewhere. And for for Kaepernick, Kaepernick with him is Kaepernick going to start? I can't say he might start down the line, but I can't say that he's going to start now. So now you've given me three years. The biggest question is how long Hmm. did it take Michael Vick after he was released from prison? How long did it take him to get back to the Michael Vick ish type of talent that he had? Mm-hmm, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. Because Chip Kelly took a chance on him, then he migrated to Pittsburgh, and then he just fiddles a little away. But, so but with these guys, they, you're mentioning guys, uh, uh, Dwight, you're mentioning guys that did bad things. We love to give redemption. Colin Kaepernick didn't do anything bad. He forced us to do things in America, or talk about things in America we don't want to talk about. And for people, they don't like that. They'd rather give a guy a second chance after he hit a woman or killed a dog than they would exactly. give Colin Kaepernick a chance after he sat down during the National Anthem. It's well, true. You have to understand. This is for just cops just going around random killing black innocent I, guys for no Dwight, reason. I, I understand why he did it. I, I, Dwight, what the Dwight. Dolphins does is like for injustice type thing. I mean, we just. I mean, yeah, he already Dwight. typically said why he's sitting down, and I understand why he's sitting down. But if uh-huh. you know news reporters and everybody else just like to take it to another level, which which I think is rightfully so, that's uh-huh. fine. But I think the guy is a great person. He's a Christian and a hell of a football player. My Dolphins, I wish would Brian, uh, Brian Flores would take a chance on the guy. But uh, technically he won't. But I tell you what, he will play football again. Hey, man, you're awesome, man. You need Dwight. to be on 24 hours a day. You're the best thing going on right now in South Florida. And I'm going to give you big props, man. I love your show. Continue the great work, man. Thank Take you care. very much. Dwight, thank you very, very much. I'm glad no, I'm glad I kept Dwight the whole time. Uh I, I still I just disagree. And the reason I disagree is this. It's been three years. He's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Or at least to start out. He could eventually start games at some point. So is it gonna be okay to welcome him in and to a team cause a distraction? Because this is different than anything we've ever seen. This is an historic public protest and now he is totally solidified not justified because he feels he's justified over it because of police brutality in the past and in america and a lot of people obviously agree with him on that so justification is not the conversation there solidifying the argument settling it that's what was the issue and so he settled that argument so now if he were to get another shot i think your time for looking for collusion wasn't then it's now because they're not going to want the NFL is not going to want a guy who they've paid basically sixty to eighty million dollars in their eyes to go away and to stop bothering them. They're not going to do that and then bring him in, and then he's not going to be starting from the very beginning. So if his talent was still that great, and we don't know, we don't know. It's been almost three years. It will be three years by that time. If we don't know, then I can't guarantee you he gets a second chance. Michael Vick was given a second chance. This is a road to redemption. Kareem Hunt was given a second chance because you know he was on his way to 1,100, 1,200 yards again. And we love second chances. You're on a road to redemption. Colin Kaepernick, my God, people call him a communist and treasonous. Don't say those things about the other two guys. So you could take that initial backlash and you can turn it into a positive thing. They took hell in Philly, and they try to turn it into a positive thing. They took hell here in Cleveland. They'll try to turn that into a positive thing. This is different. This is a man who questions things that we hold dear in America and tries to shake our foundations and tries to make us think differently. And some of us just can't handle that. 
855-212-4CBS. Coming up next, Darius Miles. He's going to join us. We'll talk NBA with him. Also coming up, I got to give it to LeBron. He found out a way to ruin two teams in one season. It's got to make him better than Michael, right? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, presented by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. More NBA coming up in a bit. Just my own thoughts on it. But right now, we go out to the hotline. We welcome in former nba actor, double threat guy, signing trading cards and memorabilia at the Panini NBA All-Star VIP event in Charlotte. Of course, that's this weekend. To tip off All-Star Weekend in what they call the Queen City, even though I'm from Ohio, so Cincinnati claims the Queen City. But Charlotte, obviously, a fine town. Darius Miles joins us on the show today, folks. Darius, hello. How you doing? Can I tell you something? You're going to think I'm lying to you, but I swear to God, on my children. Okay. You're a better natural actor than Ray Allen, and he got game. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I was like, man, he's, uh, he's a good actor. The guy's got chops, man. Let Darius yeah, Miles take care of that business. Um, yeah, Darius, <laughs> Darius, how you doing, friend? I'm all right. Darius, you're down in Charlotte. You're signing autographs now. Uh, first off, you know you play in the NBA during a different time. Uh, you see what the NBA's become with the players. As a former player, I, I probably think you're probably excited because of the empowerment of what's going on with players, where guys choose their own destinations. Do you do you feel that way? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh it's a it's a dirty game out there. You know, you just, they call it business, but you know. It is what it is. You know, you want everybody to be happy at the end of the day. So it is what it is. Yeah. Do you, uh, do, do you think that there's any pitfalls to the NBA with that as well, though, for the regular fan? Uh, no, it's, it's just uh, it's part of the it's part of the, the game. It's part of part of the business, the so-called say. So, you know, I don't think it's going to really hurt. Uh, a lot of people feeling it's going to be hurting some towns, and a lot of people, <laughs> whatever town that player go to, they're going to be happy. So, Anthony you know. Davis, <laughs> Anthony Davis was a little bit taken aback that people were booing him in, in uh, New Orleans after he said what he said. Where yeah, he's he's going to leave, and, and he wants to go on to greener pastures. How would you handle that if you were Anthony Davis? Uh, just uh, keep my mouth shut, uh, play basketball, and uh, and uh, pray up. That's uh pray for the best situation. Do you think he'll end up in LA next year? I don't know. I just uh you know, he's an Illinois boy like myself, so I just always just root for my state and the players that come out of my state. So uh, I just hope he's just be in the best situation possible. Darius Miles joining us on the show. Of course he's down in Charlotte this weekend. Uh, signing for Panini. Uh, he's from Belleville, Illinois, just like you said. East St. Louis High School. Uh, you were picked by the I'm Clippers. East St. Louis, Illinois. Oh East, Louis. Louis. oh, East St. Louis. Oh, East St. I beg your pardon. East St. Louis, East Saint Louis no, Illinois. Fine. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you were you were drafted by the Clippers in 2000. You had a nice career. How much do you think the NBA has changed from when you were a player, Darius? Uh, I think the um... – I think it's changed a lot, you know, uh, defensive-wise, offensive-wise. Uh, it uh, used to be, a when I got to the league, it was a lot of seven-footers under the goal. And uh, these days, uh, it's not too many that's protecting the basket. So uh, it's just changed a whole, whole lot. But it's, uh, it's a beautiful game, a lot of points scored, and uh, I still love it just as much as I loved it back then. 
So last year, I'm reading the Players Tribune. Your story comes out. It, it is. I, it's just absolutely remarkable. You hold nothing back. Were, were you thinking about when you were when you were doing this story? Were you thinking about holding any of it back? Because it's an unbelievable story that you tell here, Darius. No, nah, uh, I'm. I I just try to tell it like it is and just tell the truth as much as possible. And uh, you know, I I really didn't want to do it. I'm not big on cameras or, or microphones or interviews or stuff like that. But I really didn't really want to do it. And uh, uh, Q kind of convinced me to do it. And uh, I'm glad my story just you know just put a smile on people's face, made them sad, made them laugh, made them cry, made them hear emotions. And uh, I'm just glad it turned out well and people received it well. It's an unbelievable story. I, I mean, seriously, and, and shows where the NBA was then and how much the NBA's changed and how much it's changed for, you know, for young players like you, Darius. You, you don't do many interviews. When you do do interviews, is there something that you wish the host would ask you that you never get to answer? <laughs> wow, I never heard that. <laughs> like, like, because if you don't, if you don't do a lot of interviews, there's got to be something where. Something happens in the NBA or something happens out there and you want to get it off your chest and you're like, Man, I just wish a guy would ask me about this. Uh no, I'm I'm not like that. Uh it's it's, it's part of the job. Uh people wanna know um uh, your fans and your audience wanna know certain things from you or want you to ask me certain things and I just wanna be prepared to answer anything that come my way. So how much basketball are you watching these days? Uh we watch basketball every day, all day. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> It's like a, a a drug. I can't I can't get away from it. It's just I look at it all the time. If I'm not looking at it on TV, I'm probably on my phone looking at highlights. So. Wow, really? You're still that involved in the game, Darius? Uh, I'm not involved that much, but I just uh, I feel like I got a high IQ, and I just I just look at it, and it's, it's just repetitively looking at it, and I can see a lot of stuff that you know coaches or players just see. Darius Miles for so long, it's just like I study it. Darius Miles joining us on the show. He's down in Charlotte for All Star Weekend. Uh, you know, you said quote here. You, we used to have Alvin Gentry losing his damn mind. We literally show up for day one training camp with super soakers. Uh, this is back yeah. in your old day. In this story, what do you think he's thinking of with, with this Pelicans team, where there is that distraction with with what's going on with Anthony Davis? Del Demps just get fi- just got fired. What do you think he's thinking yeah. of right now? Uh, trying to just uh, keep the team together and uh, stay on task at hand, and the task is to uh, make the playoffs or, uh, and win games. Uh, Average Gentry is a, a a great coach. He's a, a great players coach. So uh, I think he's really going to handle it well, regardless of whatever the situation is. Uh, I enjoyed him when I was a young guy, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely think his players enjoy playing for him too. Darius Miles joining us on the show. All right, I got to ask you because this one's going to get us all on on TV. Who's the best player who ever played the game? Who's the best NBA player ever? Michael Jordan. Why? Because he uh, it's, it's many reasons. Because uh, I've been watching the game and I really know the. I feel like I know the game since the '80s on to now, and uh, mm-hmm. just over the years, me seeing the game, studying the game, and uh, knowing the game, it's just him. He just Overall, it's really not about rings. It's really not. It's just his game, his demeanor, his attitude. He 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 paved a, a, a whole way of a lot of players, and uh, he's just the best. Like right? overall, in any shape, form, or fashion, to me. 
All right, where does LeBron rank then? Uh, on my list? Yeah. I can give you my top five. and we can, Oh, please. Please. Yeah. Well, my top five of players, I, I don't really count the Wilts, the Russells, uh, Oscars, and all them because they was like 60s, 70s. So uh, mm-hmm. from the time I've really been studying the game from like I, I want to say the 80s on to now, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan is the best player. He's number one. I would give Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number two. I would give Kobe Bryant number three. Shaq number four. Uh, LeBron James number five. LeBron fifth? Yeah. All right. Why is LeBron so low on this list? I don't think he's low because for you to be anybody top five, that's higher than most. There's not many players who played the game, so he's not low. It's just that uh, them four players uh, – the uh, domination of Shaq, one of the reasons I got Shaq, Shaq dominated, like, for them, them five, six years, like, it's nobody I've ever seen dominate like that. People say Wilt, but I really, I, I know Wilt Gain, know the history, but to see Shaq, how he dominated and how he changed the game, he got to be in people's top five. I, did, I feel like he don't get the credit. I feel like Kobe Bryant oh don't get God. the credit. And I... he the best thing since Jordan. With you know. with Shaq, I swear to God, Darius, I totally agree. I've I've gotten in visceral arguments about Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going, man, you guys don't understand the way he changed the game and the way that people had to change guarding him, and, yeah, and the rules that needed to change. It. Yeah, yeah, the rules that needed to change. And uh, Kareem Abdul, well, Kobe, like I say, he's a he's he's a he's the next slice of bread next to Jordan. You know, it's like he's he's dominating. He don't get the credit he deserves. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. The uh, most winning basketball player, man, male basketball player I ever seen or heard about in my life, and uh, he just for the hook shot. People don't even do the hook shot. I think it's like one player I've seen for the last twenty five years do the hook shot consistently, and that's Mark Gasol. You know, and, uh, well, Zadrudis used to bust. Didn't Zadrudis used to bust it out every now and then? Now consistently. It don't look like the same. You know, you do a hook yeah. shot, but it don't have the yeah. same form as Kareem. Like, yeah. it's all a run across the lane, ball all the way out, and hook a real hook shot like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> and, uh, but Kareem is the most winning basketball, male basketball player I've ever seen. He, he, he was dominating. He, he won everywhere he went from, from elementary school all the way up to the pros. And he's just a dominating force. And he don't get the credit he deserves. And, uh, Michael Jordan, you know, the most dominating player on both sides of the ball ever. Darius, I honestly, I'm serious. I can't thank you enough. I thank you very much for the time. I hope you enjoy the time down in Charlotte. If we never get a chance to talk, I wish I wish you very well. But I'd love to talk to you again, my friend. All the best. Oh man, we definitely got to do it again. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, Darius Miles, with us on the show. I didn't think that was going to start. I didn't think that was going to end very well at the very beginning. Tom, like I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta get to. Uh, we gotta get to Kevin Dexter here. But he started talking basketball, and then away we went. Yeah, he opened right up. I mean, he did wow. warn us he's not big on interviews, but you got there. Wow. Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe, Shaq, then LeBron. I break it down when we come back. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Final segment of the day. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. 
Antonio Brown having what looks like a bit of a meltdown on Twitter right now. Is that right? Is that right what I'm seeing? Also remember, as I pull this up, because I, my, for whatever reason my email isn't working, so I thank Tom. Tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Network. Head coach Steve Spurrier leads the Orlando Apollos into San Antonio for a clash with the Commanders. It's the Alliance of American Football on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. I want to call one of those games. Damn, that looks like fun. I had a fun watching week one. I'm sure the ratings will go down a little bit, but I had fun watching week one. Antonio Brown saying he, he said he was going to answer uh, 10 questions Real truth and real facts an hour ago. And then said, according to somebody, said, what's the conflict between you and Ben Roethlisberger? He says, no conflict, just a matter of respect, mutual respect. He's the, he has a owner mentality. He can call out anybody, including coaches. Players know, but they can't say anything about it otherwise. Their meal ticket is gone. It's a dirty game within the game. Hashtag truth. I don't think he's really wrong about that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We just had Darius Miles on the show. Or we got to talk about this for the rest of the show, right, Tom? I would think so. Because I was going to make a joke about about Rick Barnes. I can't. By the way, how do you know that Tennessee's cheating? Rick <laughs> Barnes, their coach. Okay, that's reckless. Anyway, we just had Darius Miles on, and I will. I'll admit this: not every interview is 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 a home run. Okay, I don't think I'm James Lipton over here. What do you say, Tom? That that interview, I thought that was going to be about a three-minute interview at the very beginning. Yeah, it got, like I said, it got up to a little bit of a rough start because you could tell that he was being honest. That he doesn't do a lot of interviews and doesn't like them. So oh, yeah. he was kind of like letting you prove to him why you should open up, and then you got there. It's like, man, do you really need people? You, you didn't need to call me. It's fine. It's, it's okay. We don't need to talk. And then we started talking about basketball, and he opened up a little bit, and then he offered his top five ever. Are you ready for this, folks? Now, this is pre-1970s. Because Darius Miles, I guess, watches basketball like crazy. Is a be- Well, he's a professional basketball player, so obviously he's still a junkie, but some guys like to get away from it. He loves it. And he's got his top five ever. Michael Jordan, number one overall. Okay? All right. Number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number three, Kobe. Number four, Shaquille O'Neal. Coming in at number five, LeBron James. Now, this happened earlier this week, and I know that that Scottie Pippen has flip-flopped many times. He said that Kobe Bryant is ahead of LeBron. Michael is ahead of LeBron. LeBron doesn't have the clutch gene. Now, I think the clutch gene, I think clutch and best overall player, while they're still connected, they are connected, that's not the end-all, be-all. I do think they are still separate. Because if we were doing clutch, hey, Robert Ory ain't a Hall of Famer. He averaged seven points a game. But Big Shot Bob is called Big Shot Bob for a reason. John Paxson hit a couple of the biggest shots that you're going to find in the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns. John Paxson is one of the greatest basketball players who ever lived. So there is a difference between clutch and guys you want to have the ball in their hands in the final second and best overall basketball players. Have you noticed this, Tom? When we ask former players... We're starting to see a groundswell of people who put Kobe ahead of LeBron. Yeah, it's unfortunate. (laughs) It's unfortunate, you say? Yes. Why is it unfortunate? 
Because LeBron, I mean, this is a whole, obviously a whole debate, but LeBron is a much more well-rounded, better all-around player than Kobe was. And Kobe's peak, maybe you could say Kobe was a better finisher and like a better uh, winner, quote-unquote, especially like at, at the finals level in his absolute peak. But the rest of the time, I mean, he he played with Shaq when he won even in his prime when he was at his peak. And I, I don't know, LeBron's a better everything else, better defender, better passer, uh, has carried more teams alone on his back, has been mm-hmm. to more finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's a, it's pretty clear. But then again, I didn't play nine years in the NBA like Darius Miles. So what? Just because he played in the NBA doesn't mean he's right. I still think, like, I still think LeBron, LeBron James is the second greatest basketball player who's ever played, second to Michael Jordan. When we get to the 60s, I think Bill Russell's in my top 10. I think that Will Chamberlain's in my top 10. Oscar Robertson's in my top 5. Well, all those guys could play now. You want to upset an old guy? All right, fine. 855-2124-CBS. Bob Cousy couldn't be the sixth man on an NBA team now. You ready for these calls? Because they'll come. You are playing in a different era, a different physical era. And so when we talk about some of the greats, and nobody likes to be the gatekeeper better than basketball guys, you think that baseball fans are gatekeepers? Holy jeez. You wait until the calls will go. Thank God we're running out of time, but they'll get in about Bob Cousy. Um, there is a difference between the type of games that are played. It'll be a different game in 20 years. The game's moving further away. The athleticism, you can argue, is different. The type of player, you can argue, is different. We don't see guys. There were times where guys like like Draymond Green were known as tweeners, and people wouldn't want to draft him. And Draymond Green was a second-round player. Now you're looking for athletic 6'8 guys who can go inside out and who have a shot. That's what you're looking for. Before those guys, eh, there's not a place for him. i got to have a big guy, and i got to have more athleticism. And now you've had basically the mix that we've seen with guys who are 6'7 to 6'9 who can move pretty quickly and aren't necessarily big 7-footers who lumber up and down the floor and protect the paint the entire game. It's a different type of game. So I think then the game will change. Where's Steph Curry finishing all this? Where does James Harden finish in all this? I think it's a great generation of basketball players. Where do they fit overall? And I still think the athleticism, getting up and down the floor, it's different from where it was in the 60s. So when we start to talk about the greatest, we start to talk about the greatest players ever, and this is sport by sport. Baseball. 1947 changes things with Jackie Robinson, and then you start to talk about the influence of the black baseball player and how great they were in the game and how much they changed the game. That's where you start to set that mark between the previous and to where they are now. With football, there's basically a time where the where open passing, maybe 1970 in the merger, maybe a little bit after, maybe when the first real pass interference rules were called, so you would go through the 70s to the 80s to the 90s then, about where the greatest players overall were, and also bigger, faster, stronger in every case, where most linemen in the 1960s and 70s and even through the 80s were about 260, 270 pounds, where now you're talking about 300, and they move like freight trains. So there is a difference. And so when you look back to the way it was a yesteryear with the NFL, there's And there's more than just what I'm mentioning, but like Dick Buckus could play now. Jim Brown can play now. He could have played now. Those type of guys, and there's not that many of them, but there's more than what I just mentioned, they can play now. Well, you do the same thing in the NBA. Michael Jordan, timeless. That's why he's number one. Larry Bird, timeless. That's why he's in the top ten. Magic, timeless. That's why he's in the top ten. I, I, I find it really surprising, though. Everybody says MJ. 
and rightfully so. Kareem, Tom, did Kareem have the all-around game that LeBron has? I don't think so, but see, this one, I'm, I'm, it's he harder for me. To, yeah, he was dominating. Yeah, he absolutely was, and he was a great champion, which is the thing Darius uh, dwelled on, that of all the players he's ever watched, this guy was like the, the quintessential winner, and I understand that, and I also did not watch his entire career like I watched Kobe's entire career, so I'm less less confident saying that. I would agree with you that I would put LeBron ahead of Kareem, but I, if, if someone 30 years older than me yelled at me about it, I would have to, you know concede a little ground I mean and, and also when we're talking about acting chops yes I, w- I meant that I put Darius Miles ahead of Ray Allen but I would put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ahead of both of those guys and I think Airplane summed that all up just being brutally honest with everybody that's a no doubter Kobe is a great player I do think that some of the controversy surrounding him some of the ball hoggery and things like that as well I think that takes a hit to it LeBron is known as, and I I don't know how history is treating him right now because he's still playing. I want to know what it's going to be like 20 years after he's done. Shaq, I've always felt to be underrated. Seven feet tall, 300 plus pounds. When he was with the Orlando Magic and through most of his career, I would say I'd still be willing to say the entire time with the Lakers. By the time he got to Cleveland and Boston and Phoenix and things like that, it was really the ghost of Shaq. But through Orlando for the first couple of years and then through his career in L.A., that was a guy who could run the floor like a point guard. The, the most dominating center in a league dominated by Giants. Consistently made Greg Ostertag want to rip out his hair. A guy who changed the way that it's played. A guy that we consistently compare other players to and they can't hold his jock. Dwight Howard fell off the face of the earth and we thought that he was going to be even better than Shaq. So Shaq is easily in the top 10. Arguably the greatest center of the generation. Arguably one of the greatest centers of all time. Or arguably, I should say, the greatest center of all time. But obviously there's two other guys that we think about when we think of these guys. To have LeBron at number five, maybe it's because of what's going on right now. Because I I tell you, I wanted to finish it up with it today. I got to give LeBron James an extra special amount of credit. And this one might just put him over Michael Jordan. I've seen Michael Jordan really run rough shot over a bunch of teams out there. I've seen Michael Jordan ruin the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons and the New York Knicks. I've seen him do it. I've seen him be down 2 nothing in a series in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you see the, the comeback on NBC, and he ends up dispatching the New York Knicks, and John Starks doesn't know what to do, and Patrick Ewing's upset, and Pat Riley's pulling his hair out and yelling out there in his $3,000 suit, and everybody's upset in the garden, and that's just what Michael Jordan does. But was Michael ever, and that was a year-by-year basis, was Michael ever able to destroy not two, because I rethought about this, not two, but three teams in one season? LeBron's done it. You can say what you want to about Michael Jordan and the greatness that is bestowed upon him. The final shots, the six championships, the perfect record in the finals. The amount of MVPs, just how great Michael Jordan was, known for the standard of excellence in basketball in this generation. But did he ever ruin three teams in one season? LeBron has done it. The LA Lakers hate him. They've lost a couple in a row. They have not looked competitive doing it. And I will still say, March 9th's the date. You have plenty of contenders who are coming up by March 9th. If you can't get to that seven seed... I still say, and some people think it's un- it's unrealistic or at least unreasonable to say so, I still say it's more embarrassing to get your ass handed to you by the Golden State Warriors 
than to miss out on the NBA playoffs. You take 16 games off, you're missing on average because he's averaging 27 points a game. You're missing on average about 430 points and change. He can make that up in another finals run. You've had eight finals run. You're a four-time MVP. You're never going to be the MVP again. They'll never give you that credit again. That's not how they do it anymore. Thought that this year could be the year. That went out the window. You missed a month of basketball. You're never going to be the MVP again. You have a team that hates you. Magic Johnson and you have messed this thing up. This year's a lost year. Admit it. You took the Cavaliers to the NBA Finals last year. You're not in the Eastern Conference. You will be embarrassed if you take this time off, you don't make the playoffs, you go away quietly, the Golden State Warriors go through the West again, more than likely, they ended up winning, and then you have Kevin Durant, who's a possible free agent. You start to talk to Kevin Durant. You start to talk to Kyrie Irving. Obviously, we know you're talking to Anthony Davis. You talk to those guys, you bring them in, you revitalize what you're trying to do, and then you go after it in 2019-2020. If you win a championship or two more championships by the time it's all over in L.A., we will have forgotten the 2019 L.A. Lakers, the mess that they were. The New Orleans Pelicans, Alvin Gentry had to call his own situation a dumpster fire yesterday. Two days ago. Had to call his own situation a dumpster fire. The Cavaliers have now won 12 games. And they're still stockpiling picks, trying to lose, trying to tank, trying to get it better because they tried to put a basketball team around LeBron. That is the case of LeBron. It was going to happen, and I accepted it, and I understood it, and I supported it. Michael ruined a lot of teams, but to ruin three in one season, whoo, that's got to be some sort of record. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Big thanks to Tom, Billy Jack back in New York. Got to get that Billy Jack Haynes references for you next week. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.